Welcome back to the Mostly Awkward Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Courtney. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about the really stupid shit we believed as children. All of all of the new people who are joining us, because we've got a few. <laughs> yeah, we have some new people after we our last episode on the creepy viral Bumble dude. I actually like uh, went online just yesterday to see if any of his social media was back up and running, but it's not. So he's disappeared. I don't blame him. No, I don't either. I think that was like the best case scenario for him. Just disappear. It was fate. There's, there's into nothing it. he could do. Maybe change no your defense. name. Yeah, change your name. Like there's not really a defense when there is like actual voice recording. Yeah, there's audio. There's audio of you being the stupidest person ever. <laughs> and Emily and I were both a bit dopey today. I had a three-hour nap. I don't think I've ever had a three-hour nap in my entire life. I just, like, passed out and passed out hard. And it was one of those naps where you wake up and you're like, where am I? Am I alive? And I Spoiler alert, up. she is alive. Um, I'm alive. And we're in, like, a heat wave here, so I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of like a zombie moving through the world right now i have no excuse i just my brain is swiss cheese today i don't know what's happening some days that happens <laughs> i literally we were setting up for podcasting i knew courtney was waiting for me and i was just sitting here with my laptop in front of me being like what's the next step and like my brain <laughs> couldn't get it it's fun i keep doing that constantly i'll like go somewhere and be like what was i doing again yeah I think it's, like, the heat. It's a lot of things, but... And then I made myself, like, a gigantic plate of pasta, which I was like, I should not be doing this because it's, like, way too hot to eat this. But I did anyways, and so now I'm, like, full of pasta. I also ate pasta. Here's a thing about me and Courtney. If uh, we've told you we've just eaten, there's a 95% chance it was pasta. <laughs> Pasta's good. Mine is from HelloFresh, though. And I only chose it because it was, like, the quickest time recipe that I had. Mine so. was from my cabinet, and it was serving as the base because I had stir-fry vegetable leftover from last night, but no rice or noodle leftover, so I had to, like, make. Ah, but that's yum. Yeah. Stir-fry's yum. Uh, here's a fun fact for you, Emily. So, <laughs> the Dutch government fell yesterday. Oh. <laughs> Is that, like, a normal uh, situation? So, like, apparently... Okay, I'm going to pause you for one second, because I know France is in some shit right now. Yeah. Are you guys, are you guys feeding off of that, or is this a no, separate... this okay. is a separate thing. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, it sounds really bad. Like, I woke up to all the news places being like, the Dutch government has fallen, and I was like, what? But... It's it's not really a big deal. Apparently, like, they couldn't agree on something. And it's been, like, a running issue for a really long time. And they tried to work it out and they couldn't agree. So they're just like, well, let's just dissolve the entire government and we'll start fresh. 
That's so. not a thing that happens in Canada. I know. <laughs> we don't do that. Sometimes I wish we would do that, but we don't do that. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that. I was like, the Netherlands is actually, like, they're kind of, at least I think, handling this gracefully. But they're like, also, like, an actual monarchy, right? The Netherlands, no. No, it's, oh, it's you just have the a, same as constitutional. The, yeah, like, we have, like, an elected government. And, yeah, it's kind of like England, how the how the... Uh, I guess the king in England is like he doesn't have any real power, but he's like there. He's well, he's technically like, still head of government. He just doesn't do any of the yeah, same here shenanigans. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we don't have a government right now, and there's just like some acting thing in place until new elections can happen. So, and I told Irwin <laughs> like he's on a boat right now, so he's gone away, and he's like kind of away from the world and like he's on a boat for 10 days so it's i like... love how you say that makes it kind of sound like he's on vacation very much no he's a marine we need to <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's doing working. work like he's doing a job on a... he's not just like on some cruise being like whatever <laughs> yeah and i told him i was like because I, I, I was asking because i didn't really know what it meant and i was like the, the dutch government fell and he's like what i don't think so and I was like, that's what all the news, like, stations are saying. And he's like, oh. And then I sent him one and he's like, well, finally. So, I don't know. <laughs> he but doesn't you know seem concerned. Was? No, he doesn't <laughs> seem concerned at all. Uh, the issue that they couldn't agree on was immigration, which I think is funny because I am an immigrant. So, it was over I think me. that's. I think that's also, like, the crux of the issues in France right now, too, though, is... Uh... Uh, immigration. Yeah, it's like a really... Canada has issues... I mean, every country has issues with immigration. Nobody wants anybody, but whatever. Yeah. That's how how things are right now. On a lighter note, we wanted to talk about how dumb we are today. Yeah, it, it going along with the theme of how dumb we are, we thought it would be really fun to talk about stupid things that we believed as children. Because there's a lot. I feel like everyone can probably relate to this. Like, there were so many things that you thought about the world that were just not in any way... There is no way for your parents to explain every inner working of everything that ever happened. And so little children brains make up their own shit my brain was dumb (laughs) i did not understand my brain too yeah and but you know the same can be said like many adults do this too i think and there's well that's just that's just willful ignorance at this point you have every (laughs) it's at your fingertips you just type it into google and some people just choose not to for an illiterate six-year-old wandering around the world to form these ideas is a completely different thing than a completely functioning 35-year-old human being just being a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, all right, so let's dive in. Let's talk about something that we believed as children. Should I go first, or do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay, so let's see. Uh, one of the things that I believed, a lot of mine, I think, have to do with, like, yeah, I don't know, like, family stuff, maybe? But one thing I believed were that all families were even. I didn't realize... So, let me 
So my situation, like my mom and my dad, I have like a perfectly even number of aunts and uncles on both my dad's side and my mom's side. And it, it's just the way that their families like happened. But I thought that all families were perfectly even like that. So I have... Um, so you thought you thought that like when a couple met and decided they wanted to spend their lives together, if one of them had like three brothers and the other one only had like two siblings, they couldn't. Yeah, I guess so. Like I just thought that all families or I don't know, I didn't even think that like I didn't really think it was possible for two people to even meet and fall in love if like their families weren't even. I just thought everything worked out. This is a really like, like stressful Hunger Games level dystopia that you have going on. <laughs> yeah, and on that note, kind of on the same note, my parents were born uh, in the same year, so they're the exact same age. And I also thought that that had to happen. Like I thought they had to be perfectly the same age you were severely limiting the dating pool for yourself at like age five you were like this listen <laughs> gotta be the same age as me gotta have one brother gotta <laughs> <laughs> yeah no technically wait yeah one brother or one aunt but they had to then be married so that you'd have like two aunts two uncles you know <laughs> good lord yeah, it didn't make any sense, but that's what I thought because my family was perfectly, still is, they're perfectly even, so. <laughs> and I thought, I think I thought it deeper, like, that it would go with cousins, too. I don't have even cousins on both sides, but at but you the time thought when you I was could. young, I did, yeah. yeah. You were like, okay, you're only allowed to have one kid, and you're only allowed to have one kid, and they have to, <laughs> you guys have to bang in the same month. As each other, so that your kids come out at the... <laughs> Not even that that's how it had to be, just that that's how it, like, naturally that's how it was. occurred. That's, that's how the how world demanded. Yeah. That's how the laws of nature worked. <laughs> well, well, on, on that note, we can talk about the laws of nature, because um, I'm a kid with, like, a lot of allergies, uh, food food allergies, and not... I don't want to make it sound severe. I am by no means like EpiPen level. I don't go into anaphylactic shock. Nothing like that. But I get discomfort when I eat foods I shouldn't. Corn, corn makes me swell up, <laughs> gives me migraines. Uh, I have like gastrointestinal stuff when I eat like dairy or wheat or like whatever. So there's just like there's things that happen in my body. But <laughs> refer to our bathroom episode. Yes. But being a young child... I didn't understand that that was just a me thing. I thought that that was like an around the world thing. (laughs) And it took me a while in my life to realize that like the swelling and the itching and the migraines were corn. Um, So I, when I was younger, would eat like a bag of popcorn while I watched a movie because I loved popcorn and like my lips would feel really tight and like raw when I finished eating popcorn And I was like, oh, well, I've got popcorn lips. And then I'd like go to bed and I'd sleep and I'd wake up and I wouldn't be able to bend my hands. And I thought that that was just like a thing that happened to everyone. Like you just woke up 
and you had weak hands. Like it was just a, it was a consequence <laughs> of sleeping. Like that's what my brain decided. It yeah. It's just a consequence of sleeping. And I remember when I found out that that wasn't the case, my mom had like come into my room and woken me up and was like, we're going to go do such and such a thing. Like whatever. Can you come help me with this before we go? And I was like, yeah, of course. But you just have to give me like 15 minutes so that my weak hands go away. And she, <laughs> and she was so confused by that. And was like, Emily, what the hell are weak hands? And I was like, you know, like when you wake up and you can't like grip stuff right away. And she was like, that's not a thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean that's not a that's thing? That's not normal. That's been a thing my whole life. And she, I was like, some mornings are worse than others. But like, usually I wake up and can't grip stuff. And she was like, no, that's not real. And even then, like, I still didn't realize that was a corn allergy. I didn't get it until, like, years later. But once I stopped eating corn, that stopped happening to me. And I was like, oh, weak hands is because I have a corn. It was because my hands were, like, swelling overnight <laughs> because of this allergy. And again, the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I, if I eat corn, like, if I get into corn, I wake up, my joints, like, hurt. My hands are swollen. I'll have, like, I can feel it in my mouth that there's, like, that dry mouth feeling. It's really gross. So, like, I know every time, and I'm like, oh, I've been corned, and then I like, get up. <laughs> That's just corned. what we say. Um, but the same thing happened to me, and again, I'm dumb, and I didn't know it. Um, I was helping friends roll pennies for UNICEF around Halloween, because we would collect them in our stupid little UNICEF boxes. Well, I don't know. Pennies. Remember when pennies were a thing? Yeah. Hey, remember when pennies were a currency that we used in Canada? Um <laughs> I don't know how relevant UNICEF is to the rest of the world, but we uh, had a thing where you would go around on Halloween and it, you would do your, like, trick-or-treat, which is, like, a big thing in Canada. Again, kids dress up in costume. You go door-to-door. To door, you get, like, candy, whatever. But a lot of kids would, instead of the candy, have a little UNICEF box that they would just collect whatever, like, spare pennies you had laying instead around. Instead of candy? Yeah, a lot of the kids in my neighborhood what? did it. Instead of collecting candy, they'd collect money. And sometimes, like... Sometimes they would get both, but a lot of the times if there was a kid with a UNICEF box, they didn't have, like, a candy thing. I don't remember anyone doing that when I was a kid. Maybe it was just popular in my area. They used to wear them on little strings around their necks. It was this little orange and black box that said UNICEF, and they would just go up. It had a little slot in it, like a piggy bank, and they would drop their spare change in it. So my friends and I would do that, and then we would, like, once we got all of our, you know, you houses. candy? You did not no, get candy. I did both. I'm not a heathen. <laughs> Calm down. I'm just saying like there were stressing me out. <laughs> there were kids who were healthier than me who just did not want they just did the pennies. But um we would go back and we would roll the pennies afterwards. And so we had all these like coin rollers and we were rolling away. And I got to the point in my evening where I could no longer um do it like the coin rolling anymore because my fingers weren't bending anymore. And I was like, oh well. My hands have swollen, so now I'll need to take a rest until they go down and then I can resume my coin rolling. Um, and so I mentioned that to my friends. I was like, ah, well, my hands have swollen up, so I'm just going to go wait till they go back down so I can, like, roll coins again. And they all looked Gotta at me like I was... My weak hands. They all looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, well, you guys will have to do it too soon. Like, you're just, like you've been going for a long time. You're probably getting pretty swollen. <laughs> and, like, I thought that... I thought that's what happened when you rolled coin, that your hands just swelled. Like, you're doing those movements over and over and over again. It's, you know, maybe it's a thing. And it's not... <laughs> hey, 
hey, everybody in the world, that's not a thing. That doesn't happen to most kids. Uh, <laughs> so they uh, they made it very clear to me that uh, that's not normal. And it was uh, a problem. So I came home and again, I talked to my mom and she was like, well, I have a problem with nickel. So maybe you just have a problem with copper. Yeah, mom, I severely do have a problem with copper. Turns out anytime I touch it, my hands swell. Hey, <laughs> that's fun. And copper jewelry? Did you have any problems with I that? I like- don't wear copper jewelry. I wear sterling silver or I wear um, like gold. Like I, like I don't wear... Yeah. I can't do it. So can't you never do had like a time when you thought you could and then you were like, whoa. Well, my neck's swollen. Uh, no, I never. <laughs> I never wore uh, any is, copper, is copper jewelry. jewelry even a thing? I don't even know. <laughs> I think you can get like copper plated and stuff like there. Oh, yeah. I believe it exists. I believe that. And and I think even underneath of or, like, like gold plated on top of. Yeah. Copper, if you yeah. get a, like gold plated or silver plated underneath, it can be that. So, I mean, some of our coin even, I think nickel, um, our nickels are like nickel plated and they're like they're actually copper underneath i'm pretty sure i saw like a thing on it one time but yeah so that was my like i just did not understand that i had allergies because i knew kids who had like peanut allergies and bee allergies and like they couldn't have that stuff like they they would die and right. so to me that's what it was like an allergy was like you eat this and you die or and you're you fine die. yeah 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 like there's the two ends of the spectrum i was ne- there was never like a you swell up into an air balloon section of allergies for me so i just like fully was not aware that that was a product of me being allergic to something i was just like oh everybody must have this problem they wake up with weak hands like no emily that's not a thing so that took me that took me too long to figure out in my life like i'm uncomfortable with how long it took me to realize i was allergic to things (laughs) that's really funny Okay, I have another one. Going back to family things, because, like, a lot of mine are family things. But, so, I believed that on the street that you lived growing up, there was always one family that lived on the street, and the street was named after that family, and they were the leaders of the street. Each neighborhood was just, like, its own individual mafia. And the reason I believe this, I actually don't think this is my fault, but it's because, um... So I lived on Stewart Avenue growing up and my best friend on the street, it was this girl, she was the same age as me. So we were like four or five, I don't know. And I'm pretty sure she told me this because her name, her last name was Stewart, which was the street that we lived on. And I feel like she said that she was the boss of me because she was the boss of the streets because she was the steward and we lived on Stewart Avenue. But that's totally just like little kid bullshit and you were like, oh. Oh, I fully believed it. You <laughs> took that logic and you applied it to everything. Yeah, and she was the boss of me. Like, whatever she told me to do, I was like, okay, because she was the boss of the streets. So, yeah. <laughs> I really give in to, like, cult leader types. You are just so very <laughs> eager to follow anyone. That tells you that they'll take you somewhere. Yeah, I just fully, fully believe that. And continuing on, because I think a lot of my views stemmed from this friend that I had. But me and her, we would always, again, we were really young when we were friends. We would always be like, what's your favorite color? And then at the same time, we'd be like, purple. And growing up, my favorite color was always 
purple. I was just like, purple, purple, purple. There was like, do you remember that purple ice cream that they used to have at Dairy Queen? I don't have it anymore, but I don't know if it was no. like, maybe it was a thing just where I lived, but I remember this like purple ice, back when Dairy Queen used to have like just normal ice cream, you know? This is a long ass time ago, but we're aging a- ourselves slightly with this. Because <laughs> I was going to be like, the only fun ice cream colors I remember were at Laura Secord with that blue and red and yellow one. But like, I don't even think Laura Secord exists as an ice cream shop anymore. Yeah, I have no idea. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> but the purple mm. ice cream was my favorite. It was so good. I miss it. I wish it still existed. But so, anyways, like purple was always my favorite color growing up, and me and my friend would always talk like little kids do about how purple was our favorite color and then I remember one day I honestly like remember this and I must have been so young uh, like I was in kindergarten and I remember I was walking to school with this friend and we did that thing again where we were like what's your favorite color and then I was like purple and she said pink and I was like pink And I had no clue what color pink was when she said that. I had absolutely no idea. I was like, I... And so in my little brain, I was like, wow, did they invent a new color? Because I literally thought that it had just been invented and she found it. And now pink was her favorite color over purple. Like when your favorite band drops a new album and it becomes your new favorite. It was just like a new color had dropped and you were like, Yeah, a new color dropped. (laughs) I was so confused. I was like, what is this pink? I had no idea what it was. But I think that that's been a theme throughout my life that I seem to always think like when I come across something new, my first thought always seems to be, oh, this just got invented instead of like, Oh, I've never seen this yeah. before. Oh, how did I miss this? Yeah, how did I yeah. miss this for so long? No, it's, oh, this was <laughs> just invented. It's just been invented. I had another one. This one's more embarrassing because I was literally like 18 when this happened. But. <laughs> oh, so we were, we had met. We were, yeah, yeah we, we had, had met. met. It was when, yeah, it was in university. And it was because um, this girl that I knew that went to Laurier uh, from my high school she had just like developed like a like celiac disease or something and so she was constantly talking on her facebook about avocados and i had never heard of avocados before like until i was like fucking 18 years old and i thought avocados had just been invented when i was about 18 like <laughs> that was really embarrassing <laughs> And now avocados are, like, everywhere. Now, like, avocado toast is, It's like, like a really big hipster culture thing that you... Yeah. ...got in on. I, can I, So I had one that was similar to that. Not so much that, though, because I knew that there was produce in the world that I did not uh, know. There's tons of produce. Wait, before we can go on, can I just say, like, avocados really did, like, become popular around that time, yeah, right? Yeah, no. And, like, before that... That's fair. They, they weren't a big deal. They, they weren't, weren't a big deal. I knew about got... them, but they weren't a big deal. I knew, like, because guacamole <laughs> was a thing for years. For many, many, like, an embarrassing True. amount of years. I probably but, didn't know what guacamole was made out of. But it was not a big, like, fad thing until, yes, until you're right. recently. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, my mom is insanely picky, and she, like, does not like most things. So she never, like, bought 
interesting things, like interesting produce at all at our house. We had like the staples and that's what we stuck to like my whole life. Yeah, I think my thing is is more so my mom is like a very firm believer in like buying local produce, which makes sense in our area. I'm in a section of Ontario that is known for its farming. We get like tons of stuff locally, like berries and the vegetables and like what. So anything we could get locally, we did. We tended to steer clear of like imported fruits and vegetables. So that's my excuse for this. But I will also say that because my community is so heavy into farming, we often have a lot of migrant workers come in the summers. So a lot of Jamaican men, a lot of Mexican men. And it's interesting because they shop for different foods than we would normally shop for. So there is one particular grocery store in my town that is like a discount end grocery store, which is where they preferred to shop, obviously, because they are there to make money and send it back to their families and spend as little on themselves as possible. So they always came into the discount store, and I worked there. And I remember um, they, it was so overwhelming, and I don't think I can communicate this to you. Like, even if you have worked in a grocery store before, if you have never worked in a store where migrant workers have come in, it's insane. Like the amount of people, they don't mind standing in a line either. So they will line up like 20 people deep and you just stand there and stare down this line of people as you're trying to like slam them through. Like it was so overwhelming. So there was this huge lineup and very few of them have a firm grasp of English. They can get by, but it's not their first language. It would be like me going to Mexico and trying to communicate. Like it's very difficult for them to often get across what they are trying to say so right. this it's group like of the Netherlands. <laughs> yes so this group of mexican men came through super friendly <laughs> honestly the mexican population around here they are like the nicest dudes i don't even know they just want to talk to you about everything and anything and whatever so they're chitter chattering away and i encounter this like produce thing that i've never seen before and it looked like a tomato on the vine but it was orange ish instead and um there was another one next to it that was like green ish that was like clearly the same thing but maybe like less ripe and my first thought was this looks like a persimmon but isn't a persimmon and so i was like i don't i don't know I what don't i have what persimmon, is. persimmon again <laughs> is like a similar thing but it's really orangey and it has a green top um and it's more of a fruit than a, <laughs> than a vegetable but anyways so i have these like things sitting in front of me and I'm like I don't know what this is and I was young I was like 16 17 so I'm hoping that they can tell me what it is so I'm like do you guys know what this is called and they said what it was to them but that's not oh, English like, <laughs> in Spanish. And so, yeah and so I was like mm-hmm 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 <laughs> Okay, does anyone have a translation for that? And, like, they just, like, they didn't know how to communicate what it was. I didn't know what this thing was. So then I, like, pick it up, and I'm, like, running around my store trying to find someone who has knowledge of what this item is. So I'm asking the other cashiers. They don't know. I'm like, this isn't helpful. You guys are older and more experienced. You need to know. I, like, went through, like, five people before I finally found a kid that worked in the produce department. And he was like, oh, it's a tomatillo. And I was like, I don't, I had never heard of that before. <laughs> Blew me away that it even I've existed. Never heard of it now. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I like went to the front and I was like, Tomatillo. And all of the guys there were like, yeah. Oh. And I was like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. You made me run around like an idiot. 
Um, it's great, though, because if that had happened in, like, a strictly North American situation uh, with no offshore workers, they would very much have yelled at me for going away from my till and for asking questions and for trying to figure out what it was and that they had to wait and yada, yada, yada. These guys were just, like, happy that I had figured out what they were buying. And I was like, <laughs> I like that. Cool. So it wasn't terrible. But, yeah, that definitely happened to me where I was like, I don't know what... I've never seen this vegetable before in my life. Don't know what this is. <laughs> Maybe it was recently invented. Yeah. Maybe they just came up with this. Oh, my God. That makes me think of um, that Simpsons episode where Homer combines a tomato and tobacco and calls it tomaco. Did you ever see that one? No. <laughs> it's like the greatest thing. It's one of the episodes that stands out in my mind so much. Anywho, that's the thing. I have one that's quite family related. My mother is a trickery trickster is what I'm going to lead <laughs> off with. <laughs> my sister and I had strange food preferences. Uh, I am very much a sensory overload kid. Uh, my sister, not so much, but she had a problem with texture on food. So she didn't like eggs. And I didn't like fish. I think because I was used to eating chicken fingers, and the difference in texture from a chicken finger to a fish finger is abrupt. The breading is more... Um, is like larger and crunchier and then the, the like meat is different like it's flaky instead of solid and so like my little brain was like we don't like this second option this fish option that we have it's not a fun one so what my mom would do my mom would take an egg and scramble it and put it in chicken soup and tell my sister that it was chicken and my sister would eat it and be like, I don't like this chicken. I'm not. I don't like it. This isn't good. And my mom would be like, nope, nope. It's fine. It's a new kind. Just eat it. And so, like, it's she would. It's a new kind. This was her favorite thing. And so then my thing was, like, she would, and I'm, like, I was little, like, three, four years old. And she would give us fish fingers. And I would be like, mommy, this chicken tastes funny. And she'd be like, yep, it's a new kind. Eat it up. And, like. <laughs> I didn't like it, but I was like, it's chicken and I like chicken. So then I would eat it and be like, this is gross chicken, though. Took me forever before I could like put my foot down and be like, that's fucking fish. Stop feeding it to me. <laughs> it's funny how she was like, it's a new kind, though. Like, maybe this is why kids always think new things are being invented. Because my mom is a lie. trickery trickster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's Did just... you have any weird uh, views on, like, how kids came about when you were a kid? Oh, I fully believe the stork thing. You did? That was a great story. <laughs> Why would that not happen? Do you know how abysmally upset I was when I found out that birds didn't bring babies to people? <laughs> <laughs> so, what I believe, because I knew that babies were, like, in the mommy's belly... So I believe, but I, I didn't believe that like anything happened to make that come about. I thought that like all women had absolutely no control over how often or when they got pregnant. That's and terrifying. Just like, oh, whoa, like I've got a baby in here now. And it just, yeah, it was like spontaneous conception. Pregnancy, yeah. <laughs> so I can say honestly that I never put too much thought into like how the child got in there. But once I understood that it was growing inside of a human being, I very much had, like, a balloon theory. Like, it was in an air pocket. Like, I did not... There was... The science behind it was very vague. Uh, there was just a fully live child inside of there, chilling in an empty <laughs> balloon of air, just waiting to come out. Like, I... There was no amniotic fluid. There was no placenta. There was nothing. None of that was a thing. 
Babies didn't live in water. They lived in air inside of the mother's stomach. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think I also thought that babies came out the butt, too, because it didn't make sense to me the other way around. <laughs> yeah, that hole's too small. Yeah. Just... <laughs> oh, I actually just thought of one that I didn't have written down, but it's a good one. So, <laughs> again, no concept of science when I was this young. Um, I did not understand what full was when I was eating. So, like, when my parents would ask me, are you full? I was like, well, no, because I still have room in my throat. So I thought (laughs) that, like, full was like when I was eating, the food would just come to the top of the back of my throat, and that was when I knew I was done. Like, I didn't didn't know that I needed that to breathe or that, that, you know, like... (laughs) Or that the full was a feeling. I thought that I literally had to be full. So every time they'd ask me if I was full, I was like, no. And they <laughs> and they keep giving like me... Jesus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like they keep giving me food and I was like, I don't want to eat it. I feel sick. But like, is that how I know that my throat's filling up? Like, is that the feeling? <laughs> this is unpleasant. <laughs> Yeah, and I actually forgot to write that one down, but that was definitely one that I believed that I would, like, I would be able to fill my throat up with, like, the food, and that was how I'd know I was, like, it makes sense, that's how you fill a bottle. It does make sense, yeah. That was what my little squirrel brain did. (laughs) Yeah. And we talked about this before we started, but I think we have to mention the Concerned Children's Advertisers from Canada. If you're Mm -hmm. from Canada... You know what we're talking about. So there there used to be on children's television stations in Canada. I think it was actually, like, I don't know if it was all television stations when children's programming was playing. Or if it was just, like, TVO and YTV and all the, like... So TVO was, like, TV Ontario. I'm sure other provinces had their own versions of that. And, like, YTV was, like, what, young TV? Or, like, I don't know. But they were, again, Ontario-based. And we used to have these commercials... Uh, and literally at the end of the commercial, it was like a little exclamation mark would come up and it would be like, concerned children's advertisers. And so what they would do is absolute fucking trickery in the commercial and lie to you and then be like, at the end, they'd be like, did you believe what you just saw? Because this is the actual thing. I fucking believed it every time. <laughs> you believe the house hippo? I believe house the house hippo. Exist? Honestly, there's so many videos on YouTube of people watching the house hippo because that was such a formative part of most canadian kids yes. lives from the 90s the house like hippo was like those little <laughs> peanut butter footprints i was like get yes. me that in my house why don't i have the hippo what I know, kid and then it made a little bed of fluff it what was kid so yeah cute. so the first time i saw that commercial i was literally like if this is so prevalent that they've made a video on it why don't i have it like i didn't understand why i didn't know about it i was like what kids are out there, like, having house hippos and keeping that a secret? They're like, dude, I got this, like, house hippo that, like, lives in my closet. I talked to Shannon about her cat for 15 hours yesterday, and she couldn't mention once that she has a house hippo, too? <laughs> like, that was how angry I was. Like, I was bent. And then at the end of it, they were like, you can make anything look like blah, blah, blah. Did you actually believe the house hippo was real, you stupid little turd? And I was like, yeah, I did. I want it to be real. <laughs> yeah. Let me have one. Well, we were, and we were talking because these concerned children's advertisers also did these commercials that were like definitely steering you away from drugs. But it really made it seem like every 
person on the street was going to be walking up to me with a trench coat full of pills and needles and being like, have some drugs, kids. And so I was like very prepared to say no to that in my life. And it never happened to me. Yeah, I have like you never get offered drugs. People keep their own drugs. Yeah, it's not a thing that happens. People don't just give you the drugs. It was really weird growing up in, like, the 90s and early 2000s because, yeah, we grew up at that time where there was that, like, really big war on drugs and everyone had to do DARE, the DARE yep. program. The DARE program. And it just made it seem Oh, like... you know what? We did one called VIP, which was Values, Influences, and Peers. We had this whole program on top of DARE called VIP that we had to do, and it was... They, like, brought police officers in. And, like, various leaders from around the community to talk to us about how we should say no to drugs. It was, it was rough. <laughs> My views on drugs have changed a lot since I was a kid. Yep. I used to think they were, like, yeah, the worst thing in the entire world. And now I don't, you know? Now I'm yeah. like, hey, <laughs> go for live, it. Live your life, yeah. Do what you gotta do. Experiments. Um, cool. <laughs> maybe don't do meth. Is the <laughs> little asterisk there? Don't do meth. Uh, like, that should weed, be that. W- if like, I had I live to, in the Netherlands, <laughs> I live in Canada. It's free here. It's like yeah, you can legal it's and free. free. Here. Well, if if you need it for health purposes, it's, it's free. free. It's free. Just um, go to the local store. Get just go to the free. doctor and have them prescribe it, and it's free. <laughs> um, but it's also legal. Like everything, you can just you can walk. And, honestly, it's a little concerning to me that. You can walk down the sidewalk or sit in a park and smoke a joint, <laughs> but you can't do it with a cigarette because we have yeah, like smoking funny. laws. Yeah. I actually really enjoy the smoking laws in Canada. Because I've heard, yeah, I here. was going to say, I've heard they're a little more loosey goosey in Europe. Yeah. At, like, ugh. It's really, I really hate it coming from Canada when you're like sitting outside on a patio and the person beside you is like smoking cigarettes and blowing that smoke in your face. I hate it. And you're not Hi. allowed to do that in Canada. So for every, yeah, for everyone listening from anywhere else in the world, uh, we have really strict smoking policy in Canada in that you can't smoke within like a certain amount of footage from any building. So yeah. like, even if you're walking down the sidewalk and there's like storefronts and you're smoking, technically that's like by law can come up and issue you a ticket. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to be smoking anywhere that's public. You definitely public. can't smoke. Yeah, even if you're outside on a patio, you're not allowed to smoke. Yeah. I love it because I hate cigarette smoke, but, you know, that, that'd be me. And then I just had like one, I have one more that's on my list, was that when I was younger. <laughs> I was so dumb. And I would be driving <laughs> in the car with my parents. Um, traffic lights. Uh, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in Canada, traffic lights are either solid green when it's a go, or there is, like, the go-ahead arrow that is also green. Uh, Sometimes we will have an arrow for a right-hand turn, an arrow for, like, whatever. Like, there are different arrows that you can... I guess it would be left-hand turn, not right-hand turn. But there are arrows to indicate which way you can go on the green. When I was younger, I did not understand that the straight-through arrow was a straight-through arrow because... In my little squirrel brain, I was like, didn't grasp the concept that traffic lights weren't 3D. And so I thought that it was telling us to go up. And I was like, that light doesn't even make any sense because we can't go up. Cars can't fly. Like, and I thought that, like, everyone else was being stupid with that. I was like, well, what does that light even mean? Why are people going, like, cars can't fly? And my dad was like, yeah, it's just a straight ahead. Like, I don't. 
don't be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I that was my that was my other one that was like uh, a stupid moment. I was like, ah, yeah, that's a thing. So many stupid moments. I mean, I'm sure other people have had them. And if you feel like emailing us or, you know, dropping a comment on our Instagram or whatever and letting us know. That we never post on. Yeah, that we never post on. But, hey, maybe we'll get better at it uh, if you start commenting more. Uh, But let us know if you had dumb childhood things that, you know, made perfect sense to you at the time. But upon reflection, were actually just a really stupid logical step for a six-year-old to take. <laughs> and then you have that like enlightenment moment when you realize like oh that thing i believed is not true and usually it doesn't happen until your mid-20s when you meet other human beings who are like that's not a thing you dumb dumb <laughs> all right that's all we got for today so see you next week bye-bye thanks for hanging out bye listening if you're mostly awkward and want to hear more please listen rate review and follow all episodes of the mostly awkward podcast new ones come out every tuesday and they're available now for free on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you got questions or you want to chat you can email us at mostly at gmail.com or follow us on tiktok instagram and reddit at mostly awkward pod or twitter at mostly For a full list of episodes, more deets, or to see what's coming next, visit our website, mostlyawkwardpod.com. This has been a presentation of Mostly Awkward Media. See See you next week. week!